Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so today I was going to talk about a different subject, <laughs> but I got to talking to a few people um, in the last couple of weeks, and they all have been along the same lines. So today I, I titled my broadcast, Crush Discouragement. Crush Discouragement. We've all been in that spot. And the thing is, sometimes we don't even know someone else is going through it because, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not advertising it. They're not, <coughs> excuse me, they're not advertising it. They're not, um, you know, it's not written on their Facebook status. Pray for me, I feel so discouraged. Or, you know, some people have a game face. You just, you don't know um, what's truly going on. I mean, it's proof all, all over. You don't know truly what someone is going through. And so that's why our job is to what? Stay in uh, constant joy, it's more like a self-reflection. As long as we're doing right, then we are able to rub off and impart to others. So we can't get off on a crazy trail and get in doubt and get in discouragement and get in fear and get in stress. We got to, you know, be that person. And so I, I titled it Crush Discouragement, not very uh, fancy title, but that's just how I feel. I, I'm, I'm aggressive with these things from the enemy that try to take us out, that try to take us out. We are strong women of God. We're not to be walking around with our head down, feeling dejected, just exhausted all the time, and I can't do this, and you know, all, all the things that this world portrays, all the things that the world tries to give us a name tag on, a title over our head, we're supposed to be different. And that's one of my main messages. I always, I say at all my women's meetings, I always ask the question, why would someone want to serve the Jesus that you talk about, right? You represent him. Why would someone want to serve? And so even if you're going through something, you're still talking about the goodness of God. You're still staying in faith. You are still walking in joy. You know, sometimes people get discouraged. They say, well, I'm going through something, so let me step back. Let me step out of, you know, what uh, I shouldn't be talking on that subject or I shouldn't be doing this or, you know, I'm going through it. No, you confuse the enemy by talking about it. You confuse the enemy by pushing through. You don't let him say how you're supposed to feel. You don't let him tell you how you're supposed to go throughout your day because, you know, I, I will admit I, this whole transition of going from, uh, you know, one, one way of ministry, of evangelism, and, you know, that's still our life. But then adding on the pastor role, I'm not going to lie. The, the, the first few months of the year, it weighed heavy on me. Like, it weighed heavy on me. The enemy tried to attack my mind. He tried to attack my body. Nobody knows. I didn't air it. I didn't, I didn't walk around with that feeling. It was, an, it was something I had to 
fight through. I had to crush because there's a choking that's going to happen. And either you choke it out or it's going to choke you. Either you choke it out or it's going to choke you up. And so everyone thinks, right? Oh, look at the testimonies. And, you, you, and this is the thing. You say, what? Oh, look at, look at Pastor Carolyn. Look, all the things that are happening in her life. She has this. The church is doing this. The finances are coming in. Why would she? Because there's a real enemy out to destroy you. And so we're moving into that year of transformation and we're moving into different levels and moving into greater faith and moving into different responsibilities. And he would try to come at me. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not exempt from it, but I had to get into the word. I had to say, listen, when I didn't feel like doing something, do it anyway. When I didn't feel like reading the word of God, I pressed harder and did it anyway. When I didn't feel like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, Maddie, is there water in the fridge? If I didn't feel like preaching, you know, there was women's meetings that I held throughout that time. If I didn't feel like doing it, I just said, listen, this is what God's called me to do. And since we don't go by our feelings, hey, Deborah. I'm going to have to push through this because, like I said, either it's going to choke me out and I'm going to listen to the lies saying you're not ready for this, this isn't for you, this really isn't something that you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing this the rest of your life, like what, what are you even stepping into, what do you have to offer? See, there's things, there's lies that the enemy says to me and I have to be like, listen, either I'm going to be choked out or... You know, and he, he came at me, um, he came at me with, with things, uh, physical things, like things I've never even experienced before, uh, trying to take me out, trying to take me out. Um, and, and so I was like, you know what? I've had too many people come up to me lately, and I'm going to be talking about crushing discouragement because I am over it. I am over it. All right, so... Our heart is our most precious organ, right? Obviously, because if it's not beating, it's the first thing, it's the first organ we actually have when you think about it. So like, you know, any of you who are watching who are moms, <clears throat> what happens? Oh, I found out on the, on the stick, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And then, and then what happens? We go, they do an ultrasound, and we have the size of a grain of rice inside of us, but what do they look for? What do they go for? They go for a heartbeat. They go for a heartbeat. The heart is such a precious organ because without it, we're gone. Without it, we're dead. We're not operating. And so I started thinking like, you know, how vital it is and how God tells us what? To guard our heart, to guard our heart. There is a, a very <laughs> good reason why he tells us to guard our heart. <clears throat> Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Our heart is so vital. 
So look at John 14, 1. Let me get there real quick. John 14, 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. Another version we know, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Do you know, it, it, it's red here, okay? So it's red words in the Bible. And if, if uh, as a parent, and you tell your kids, don't do that, right? Don't touch that. Don't pick that up. Don't, don't, don't. What is it? You're not asking. It's not a question. It's a command, okay? You're telling them, you're commanding them, don't do that. And so what happens? If, if they do the opposite of what you're telling them, they're in disobedience. So he's giving us a command here. He's giving us a command. Let not, do not is a command. So look, look how he phrases that. Don't let your hearts be troubled, or in the other, other uh, version, let not your heart be troubled. He didn't ask, because he's talking to his disciples here. He didn't ask his disciples to try, right, to avoid um, being fearful, to avoid feeling anxiety, to avoid um, thoughts, to avoid, you know, different things. <laughs> he tells them to avoid allowing their hearts to be troubled. So it's evidence that we have control over how we respond to the burdens of life. Okay? Things that can weigh us down, things that can get at us, it's showing you, here's a command by Jesus, and he's telling us that to avoid allowing your hearts to be troubled is evidence that we have control over how to respond to the burdens of life. Don't let your hearts, I wrote down, be ruled by what you see. Now we know in 2 Corinthians, it says what? It says what? That we have faith, not by sight, right? We don't, we don't go by sight. We go by what we believe with the word of God. We, faith comes by hearing. We don't go by sight. In the natural, we tend to see things differently than our spiritual eyes. So our spiritual eyes have to be in the driver's seat. If, if our natural eyes are in the driver's seat, that's where we get tripped up. That's where we um, start to get discouraged. That's where we start to say things that don't line up with the word of God. That's where we start to um, uh, talk in the wrong direction. As soon as a thought comes into our mind. I mean, the very reason the, the Lord said in, in the word of God that we take our thoughts captive, right? And, and I said it last night on our prayer night. We don't just take them captive and hang on to them, squeeze the life out of them or put them in a keepsake box, lock the key, throw it away. No, after he says uh, you take them uh, captive, it says you make them obey Christ. You make your thoughts obey Christ. So we have authority and we're going to walk in it. That's it. It's coming to that conclusion that we're going to walk in our authority, our rightful authority that he went to the cross for, 
to give us the authority to walk in this. So don't let your hearts be ruled by what you see. Let them be ruled by what's promised to you. This is the problem. People don't know what's promised to them. They think going to church on just Sunday is going to keep them alive. They think just, just enough. Let me do my due diligence as a Christian and that's it. But no, life will suck life out of you every day of the week. So if you're not filling your spirit man up and you're not getting into the things of God, you don't have to be in the fivefold ministry to study the Bible. You don't have to be in the fivefold ministry to take time to pray and fast. That is not just for leaders. That's for anyone who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And uh, we're trying to know what the promises of God uh, say to us. Because if we don't know what's afforded to us, then how do we know what we have and what we can walk in, right? You know, we'll take time to be like, well, what's in this package? You know, you get packages for everything. You get, you get annual packages for theme parks. You get them for car insurance. You get them for massage subscriptions. You get them for workout. You know, we, we get... Uh, sign up for things all the time. And what do we make sure? Well, we see our money going out every month and we're like, well, this is $99 for this box of makeup that comes every month. And here's my workout for $50 every month to the gym. And well, here's what I pay $230 for car insurance. And you better believe we read the fine print. Well, we'll sit there and we'll study it. We'll be like, well, what do, what, what comes in this package? And what do I get with this? And, and if we don't get it, we're sure to like go to the counter. We're sure to stay on the phone for hours and be like, I didn't, this was part of my plan, right? This was part of my package. I've been on the phone for three hours. I mean, we'll take time to do that. I just, I just had like a crate and barrel uh, rewards amount and it, it got expired, but they allow you to call and um, put it back on your account. And so I took the time to do that because I was like, yeah, I want that so I can go get something from Crate and Barrel. So I took the time to learn, oh, well, I can do that. I want that. That's promised to me because it's mine. I want it. So that's what we have to do. The same for the word of God. What are promises that he's given to us? So don't let your hearts be ruled by what you see. Let them be ruled by what's promised to you. All right. A troubled heart causes discouragement. A troubled heart causes discouragement. When your heart, this, this, the heart is big, it's a big feeler, right? It, it's a big feeler. It makes us, give us all the feels. It pulls, I mean, what's the saying? You're pulling on my heartstrings. <laughs> you know, when you're a mom, if you're married, you're dating somebody, you're friends with somebody, you know, anything, you you my heart my heart I'm heartbroken I'm heart that's why guarding your heart is extremely vital to your life it's vital to your outcome it's vital to your confession it's vital to your thoughts so above all else guard your heart above all else guard your heart all right discouragement is your faith being choked if you were really choking, you know, you're on the couch, you're eating something. If you were really choking, 
you're gonna take steps to unchoke. <laughs> you're gonna take steps to um, uh, dislodge the thing, you know, that's in your throat. You're gonna take what? <clears throat> you got someone around you does the Heimlich remover. Someone around, you know, you're over here, <coughs> you guys do that. You lift your arms, my mom taught me, opened your, opened your passage, you, you start choking, raise your arms, my mom would say. So we're all over here coughing like this, looking like we're praising the Lord. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll make sure we're not gonna die, right? Nobody like starts choking and they're like, this is it. <laughs> and then just goes out. We don't go down without a fight. We don't go down. We're, we're grabbing onto somebody. We're, we're over here. You know, we're, we're making a loud commotion about it. So that's why I said it's going to choke you out. It, do, it does work, Mom. I believe you. <laughs> but it will choke you out. So now... You have to ask the question, will, will I allow discouragement to choke me out? Because you have to fight back. Because discouragement will, will choke your faith. That's what it does at the end of the day. It's choking your faith. So, so I, I just had you like line that up with a natural scenario is if it's lodged in your throat, if it's lodged in your airway and you're choking, something has to happen. It's either death or you dislodge it. So we have to think of it the same way. I'm always like, let's mirror the natural with the supernatural. Discouragement is choking your faith. It's going to crush it, crush your faith. It's going to crush your heart. It's going to crush it or you crush discouragement. You dislodge it. You get rid of it. You take control over it. And that's what we're going to do today. And so, um, same goes for discouragement. You have to fight back. You have to get encouraged. Get around people that will encourage you. That's what I'm doing today. I'm letting you know you can do it. I'm letting you know there's nothing that, that there's, there's nothing you've done that God can't do something about. There's no situation in your life that's not fixable by God. There's not a decision. There's not uh, something that's happening. There's not something you're going through that can't be fixed. He's a, he's a God. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's our comforter. He's, he's our deliverer. He's our peace. He's our joy. He's our love. And so there's nothing that God can't do something about, but you've got to get around the right, right people to let you know. Because sometimes when you're choking, like I mentioned, in the natural, you might need the Heimlich. And the Heimlich is done by somebody else. <laughs> you can't do that Heimlich on yourself. And so you're gonna, you might need to get somebody. You might need to yank on their shirt in, in, in an importance. Like, I need you right now. I need you to speak life into me. I need you. You know, when I, when I had that going on in the, the last... Um, uh, last quarter and a few months of the last quarter that was that that's what I was doing I was I was pulling on Ted's shirt I was like I need your help I need you and you, the, the thing was the enemy tried to tried to attack Ted and so at that time we're we're doing it to each other because you need that you can't be so full of pride and so full of any leader 
leader, non-leader, uh, five-fold ministry, not five-fold ministry, you got to put that pride away and be like, listen, I need you. That's why I did a whole broadcast on um, the, who's in your circle, because it matters. If you got someone, when you're over there choking to death and you're trying to, to pull on their shirt and you're like, I need help, and they're swatting you away like a fly, like stop, you know, like, like your kid always touching you. My kids constantly are poking me. They're like, mom, 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 mom. And you know, you're like, stop, stop touching me. That's, that's what I'll do. <laughs> that's what I'll, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know CPR, so we'll just have angels help my kids. <laughs> I do know the word of God. So if you're choking spiritually, come to me. Naturally, don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will do what I can. What I've seen from movies, okay? I've seen a few movies, and I will help you the best I can learning from the actors that are ambulance people. <laughs> but but you, you're swatting your kids' fingers away, right? You're like, stop touching me. You know, so you've got to get the, the friends, the people in your life that won't say, I'm busy. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, I don't know. Jesus is not interested in what, what you have going on. Hey, Trinity, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's how some people are. You, 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 you're, you're pulling on the shirt of the wrong person. You got to get people that are in your circle, like I taught on, that would rip a hole in the ceiling and lower the mat so Jesus could get them healed. Not somebody that says, oh, well, there's a crowd. Hmm, we'll try to come back later if he's preaching again. I don't know. So that, that's, that's an importance of who's in your circle. Okay, so I don't want to... Um, Right, Laura, like she said, or God's putting you through a test. He wants to beat you up to fix you up. So, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother broadcast. But that, that's, that's um, how you can be encouraged. Other ways, reading the word of God. Like I told you, I didn't want to. I was like, I have other things to do. I feel like I am so busy. I have uh, three kids in school. I've got... Uh, things I'm doing for the ministry. I'm launching a church. I'm doing all the the ad, like uh, setting up admin stuff and getting that started and bank accounts here and this here and IRS docs here and blah 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 blah. And there was a lot on my plate. And so you know, but I read it anyway. It is food to my spirit, man. It is food to my spirit, man. Yes, you know, worship, praise, and worship. Anytime I'm cooking dinner. Uh, you probably saw me this morning on Instagram. I was like jamming in uh, the car when uh, Jenna pulled up to the gym because it was just the goodness of God. You know, when I, when I didn't feel like wanting to be in his presence or I didn't feel like hanging out with the Lord, just keeping it real, you know, when you didn't feel like that, I was like, I'm going to put this song on repeat. And until I feel like it, it's going on repeat. And that's just like what you have to tell yourself. You're like, listen, I'm in charge. I'm going to crush this discouragement. I'm going to crush this feeling. I'm not going to go by 
thoughts. I'm not going to go by things that could get me down or why, 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 or I'm in this season where I feel like I, I, there's so many things I want to do and I can't do, you know, different things that will talk you out of doing what God's called you to do and who he's made you to be. And um, I was like, crank it, repeat. <laughs> when the song was over, finger, repeat. When the song was over, finger, repeat, you know, and then I shook it off of me. I shook it off of me. And, um, and that's how we have to be. We have to crush discouragement because it will choke our faith. So praise and worship, you got to get to a good spirit-filled church. It doesn't matter that it has the word church in the title. It, it could not give you any nourishment whatsoever. It should give you no encouragement throughout the week. It will give you no uh, food to sustain you. It will give you nothing. It, it's just like a, a hangout fest. Well, I don't want that. I could go to like Publix and hang out with strangers and feel like, you know, I just had church. That's like how some churches are. It's like I just went to the grocery store and I felt like I just had church. And so you, you have to get to a good spirit-filled church. It is life or death. Okay, so many are believing for a breakthrough. Don't let discouragement pull you in the wrong direction. Quick four ways not to let your heart be troubled. One, be mindful of what you consume. Matthew 6, 22, uh, 21 through 22. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So in other words, verse 22 means your eye is the gate of light. It allows what? It allows um, what comes into your spirit. It allows what comes into your spirit. So you have to be mindful of what you consume. What are you watching? And I don't just mean like... Um, R-rated movies, yes, and, and things that have bad stuff in it. I'm not. That's not just what I'm talking about. When I say, "What are you watching? What are you? Are you? Do you are you leaving the news on all the time? Are you? Do you know? What are you? What are you listening to? Is is it you know Christian radio where every song it's like one out of ten songs is decent and the other nine are like doctrinally incorrect? And so that's what like you that's like what you're listening to all the time cuz what you know we have to we have to shake this stupid idea that we have that if we slap the word christian on it it's okay shake that off of your mindset who cares if the word christian is used well it's a christian radio station i guess it must be okay no the majority of stuff on Christian radio station is crap. You're better off just Googling the right songs, praise, spirit-filled, songs of victory, songs of joy, songs of peace, songs about the blood of Jesus, because that's powerful. It's powerful. So don't take, because it has a, Oh, it has a cute little flowery message and they slap the word Christian on the shirt. No, it's wrong. 
It's not even right. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. Oh, but that graphic was so pretty. It was so beautiful. Did you even read the words? Did you even comprehend to see what it's saying? Because that's what we do so much. And I, and I see things that people like on Instagram. And I see things that people, I guess I didn't forget how to do a broadcast, guys. <laughs> I see what people write and share. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Oh, but it's a Christian company. Oh, but it's Christian. Oh, it has a Bible verse written on it. Listen, all right, I won't go into it too much. But listen, be mindful of what you consume. Be mindful of what you consume, what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you're watching. Shut the news off. Shut TV off. Shut the garbage off. Who freaking cares what's going on in the political realm? Jesus did not. He didn't go around talking politics. Just leave it alone. Yes, you're going to vote for people. Yes, that have certain standards. I get all that. I make sure that's important. But don't make it a thing that consumes your life, that consumes it, that, that that's what you end up believing more than the promises in the word of God. Yes, we're against things like abortion. Yes, we, we want to live in a free nation. So yes, we, there are certain things we fight for. I get that. I get it. I am a diehard American, okay? Diehard, I know my history. <laughs> diehard American but I don't let it consume me I'm not swayed I'm not you know well this president is in right now great Biden's been in and he's going to do his four years and my life has been the best it's ever been because it's not in operation with that I don't I don't go by the world system that's not what my promise is my promise is in the book book the book of the bible here this this is what I go by so, yeah, it's important. Be knowledgeable of those things, but don't let it consume you. There's a difference when something consumes you. Consumes you means to, uh, it, it, it takes all over. It takes all over your thoughts. You're, you're rocking at night. Oh my gosh, I went to the store today and the eggs were still 11.50. Oh my gosh, I guess I can't ever have eggs. Well here, get my magazine. Miracle Word magazine, and uh, the last article I wrote is called No Shortages in the Kingdom. Make sure you get the magazine because I want you to see. I talked about eggs. It's okay. You can buy $12 eggs and everything's going to be all right. You can pay $5 for gas and you're going to live in joy. Okay? God's going to provide. We have the ravens. He's given us the manna. We have to realize we trust in our Savior. And so therefore, we're not going to live in discouragement and we're not going to let things consume us because when we let the world speak to us, when we let the world's voices be louder than the Word of God, that's when we get consumed and that's when our discouragement sets in and that's when we're like, 
I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can go on. The doctor's report is so intense. I, I, it's just a fact. And it, it, was in, it, it was in my family bloodline. Well, first of all, you're a new creature in Christ. The bloodline is broken. You have new blood in your system. You're part of a new line. So whatever your mom went through, whatever your grandmother went through, whatever your sister, brother, father went through, it's not gonna come on you in Jesus' name because it's broken. It's broken. And so those are the things we have to know of our promises and our inheritance with God is that we can believe that, we can believe that over the other because we don't let it consume us. Okay, so number two, so number one was be mindful of what you consume. Hey, even voices of people, friends, family. Not everyone's gonna understand how you live not everyone's going to understand and be at the same level of faith. Doesn't mean you knock them and it doesn't mean they're bad people. But you got to learn when that happens, earmuffs. Just like we tell our kids if someone has bad language around, earmuffs. <laughs> when someone's speaking uh, doubt, when someone's speaking, um, you know, because either maybe they've not been taught it, maybe they just don't believe. But regardless, earmuffs. That's what we have to do. All right. Number, number two, remember you're a child of God and he cares for you. Remember that you are a child of God and he cares for you. I love this because it's Matthew 6. I'm going to 625. Once again, red letters, very important. Direct command, Heavenly Father, which is so wonderful. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or even clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Yes, but make sure you wear, wear it. Wait, you have to wear it. <laughs> Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far, far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, Will he certainly care for you? Why do you have so little faith? Next. So he asked that question. He wants you to think about it for a second. Why do you have so little faith? Why are those thoughts, right? I just said, remember you're a child of God and he cares for you. If you're a child of God and he's the king and you're royalty, it says we're royalty, a royal priesthood, okay? Then we have to be like, listen, everything's going to be okay. I need healing in my body. He's the healer. I, I love it. My mom wrote me this morning. She said the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, listen, you're healed. Your body's just catching up. I like that. You're healed and your body's just catching up. Stay in faith. I'm healed. You don't see it right now. I'm healed. My body's catching up. I'm telling my body to line up with the word of God. 
I'm telling my body, you better catch up. Sometimes our body, you know, our body is flesh, right? Our body is, is flesh. And we know that we have to, what did, what did Paul say? It's constantly warring. It's like spirit, flesh, and we're trying to push it down. Which one's it? Oh, oh, right? It's constantly warring with each other. And so I love it. My mom texted me this morning and said, the Holy Spirit spoke to her this morning and said, you're already healed. Your body is catching up. And I love that. So if there's people that are watching today, listening on the replay, and you are believing God for a healing in your body, a breakthrough that you haven't seen in your body, remember, say, listen, healing is mine. My body's catching up. So I love that. So look where it says, so don't you worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? <laughs> I like to put a little tone, tone when I read the Bible. Um, these things, look at these things, the questions, what, where, when, how. Look what the Bible says. These things dominate... These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Unbelievers. But we're believers that are watching. And number two said, remember you're a child of God. So a child of God is a believer. But these things, the what, the why, the how, why did this person pass away? They were so full of faith. Why can I not get healed? Why can I, why can I not have enough finances? Why? How? When? When is he going to do it? They dominate. They dominate, okay, the unbeliever. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. And then seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. You know, the last like three years, we've started a camping trip out in Montana and Wyoming. And I'm telling you, y'all that live in the city, because I do, need to get out in the wilderness a little bit. Because it is a game changer for seeing God's creation and showing you true peace. Like literally, I was just out there and I just looked, I mean, you could just see Wyoming for miles in the mountains. I stood up on top of the mountain. You would just look out for miles and just be like, there's not a care in the world out here. I feel careless. I feel n nothing out here. I had no cell service, completely disconnected, and it just gave me... A, a revelation, a true meaning of Matthew 6 here to be like, listen, this is, I don't have to care about it. Look at my God's creation. I just stared at the trees. They try to tell you lumber. There's, we're running out of lumber. I, I just looked at forest upon forest. I was like, this is insane. But if you are consumed by what you watch, what they want you to hear, what the world wants to tell you, discouragement. Uh, uh, I can't do it. I can't go on. That's how people end up committing suicide, from discouragement. I can't go on. I'm so discouraged. There's no hope for me. There's nothing for me. 
And that's what, that's what ends up happening, is they lost the battle, discouragement choked them out, and they didn't rise above it. But that's not us. That's not us, especially after today. Number three, my favorite, thank and praise God throughout the day. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hebrews 13.15, therefore let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. So throughout the day, you praise him for what he's done in the past, your, your old testimony, uh, testimonies are becoming weapons. You're bringing them forward. You're praising for what's happening right now. And you're praising him for the future, things that are to come, things that you're calling in. So it, it's a day of thanksgiving and praise every day. Always makes me laugh on the month of November. We're all like, I have to give thanks every day. Once a day, I'm writing something I'm thankful for. Why don't you do it 365 days of the year? Why are you just doing it for one month? One month you're thankful? One month is like God's been great one month? No. It needs to be a habit. It needs to be a lifestyle. It needs to be something we do all the time. So if you want to take that, trickle that into December, start writing one every month, trickle it into January. You know, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's be consistent in this thanksgiving and praise. But in, in um, Psalms, it says, I will constantly speak his praises. And I love that. I think it's Psalm 34, because if you're constantly speaking his praises, nothing else bad can come out of your mouth. It, 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 you're not going to get gargled up. You're, you're giving praise and thanksgiving. And so that's what's going to come out of your mouth only. You're not going to be able to say, other things. You're not going to be able to stay and wallow in that discouragement and wallow in that, uh, I just don't know if I can do it, if I can make it, if I can keep pressing in. That's what this community of women on here are for, for unity. There's strength in numbers. That's why I, I, I'm big on that when, I, when I'm doing things in women's groups. It's like we need each other. We're going to build each other up. So we're all a firm foundation for each other, right? Just like I said, when someone's yanking on your shirt because they're choking, you're not going to swat their hand away. You're going to say, listen, let me give you about five minutes of encouragement and dislodge that thing that's choking you and send you on your way. All right, number four, surround yourself in peace. Philippians 4, 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace, here we go again, will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. So don't set yourself up for chaos, stress, turmoil. Um, we got to shut that nonsense out. You know, I, I had uh, some notes, old notes in my phone that I found last night. Um, and I had written down uh, in 1 Kings 19, 4 through 14, it's where Elijah flees and goes out uh, to the wilderness. It's when, you know, Jezebel wants to kill him. So, so it, it, I wrote this down and I was thinking, how perfect is that? So you have somebody who just killed like 450, like the chapter before, just killed 450 of the, the uh, Baal uh, 
false gods and prophets and remember the whole fire and water and which one, you know, we have Elijah that just did that and then all of a sudden something triggered and he felt discouragement, he didn't feel worthy, he didn't feel like, I mean, he just stood in great faith. So everybody goes through this attack, this battle, but we have to be big enough to shut it down. And so if you read 1 Kings 19, 4 through 14, I'm not going to get into it uh, for this day, but just look how um, he was so strong, did all of this, and one little thing triggered him, and then he's out in the wilderness trying to hide. And so we're not going to let discouragement keep us in hiding any longer. We're not going to let discouragement uh, choke us out, choke our faith. We're not going to let discouragement lie to us. We're not going to let discouragement hold us back. We're not going to let discouragement keep us from seeing our breakthrough, keep us from seeing our, our prayers answered. He's a God who answers prayers. No question about it. And, and, you know, there's things I've experienced in life. There's stories of people I've seen. And, of course, you want to be like, why? We've all been there. We've all wanted to be like, why, Lord? But that gets you into dangerous ground. And that is what opens doors to things. You, When you get to heaven, you're not asking, you know, where well, I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God why this happened. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to be so uh, mesmerized, so, uh, like, with his glory, with what's happening. It's not even going to be a thought. So if it's not going to be a thought in heaven, don't make it a thought here on earth because it will fester and grow into something else, and then it's going to cause a whole bunch of other feelings that take root that then you're going to have to take a whole bunch of time to kill and to work on when there's so many other things God wants you to be doing by walking in his freedom. So don't set set yourself up for chaos, stress, and turmoil. Shut out the nonsense. We're going to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us peace when your heart feels troubled. Just think about Jesus on the boat when the storm was going. Disciples had to like pretty much shake him and be like, hello, there is a violent storm. We're going to die. We're going to crash. But Jesus had so much peace, so much peace. He didn't have discouragement. He didn't have fear. He didn't have anxiety. He didn't have any any problem whatsoever except he slept in peace. Because we're not going to let discouragement not keep us from our rest, keep us from our joy, keep us from enjoying our family, from enjoying our husbands, our our wives, who's ever watching or listening, who, who is uh, enjoying our kids, our grandkids, uh, keep us from our healing. We're not going to allow discouragement to be the ruler of our life anymore. We're going to walk by faith. We're going to walk by strength. We're going to walk by authority in the name of Jesus. We're not going to let things um, concern us. So if Jesus' heart wasn't troubled, right? If his heart wasn't troubled during the storm, our heart doesn't need to be troubled during the storm. We're to emulate our Heavenly Father. We were made in his image. He, he, he went before us, so we had a, a guide and a teacher, right? 
he went before us so we can mirror him. So we're encouraged by his stories. We're encouraged by his life, right? When, when we see, oh, well, Jesus laid hands on, on, on that person and they were healed. I can do that too. Well, Jesus commanded me to do it. Well, whatever he commands, he empowers. So that, that's how we have to operate. If Jesus did it, I can do it too. If Jesus did it, I can do it too. So he didn't, his heart wasn't troubled during the storm. Our hearts aren't going to be troubled during any storms. Anything we think we're going through, anything that's concerning you, anything that's troubling you, anything that's a thought, a little thought, a big thought that's not of God, we're not going to do that. Because he said in John 14, let not, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. So when you believe in God, you're trusting his word. You're trusting what he says is yes and amen. You're trusting that he's going to provide for you. You're trusting that he's going to answer your prayers, which he does. We have a direct line. He never hangs up on you. He never not answers. He never, you know, he, he's always willing to do what's best for um, you as a child of God. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person watching this broadcast, listening on the replay. I command discouragement to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. It is not our portion. It is not our story. We will not let our faith be choked by the things of this world. We will not let our faith be choked by discouragement, for, by concerns, by issues, by reports, by, by natural facts. We will not be discouraged by those things. For we are people who believe the word of God. We trust in our Heavenly Father. We know the nature of our Savior. He is a loving God who wants to take care of His children. He is a provider. He is a healer. He is our, our help in, in, in present trouble. He is our strong tower that we can run into. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your word as our life's manual that we don't have to go sideways. We don't have to go the wrong direction. We don't have to take sh shortcuts that cause trouble in our life, break away into to side alleys of life. We don't have to deal with the mess where the, we're not struggling in life. We are royalty in the mighty name of Jesus. We are new creatures in Christ. We are operating by a different bloodline in a different kingdom with a different ruler. So thank you, Jesus, for your promise. We are people who trust your word. We stand on your word as a firm foundation. Thank you, Jesus. Reba shanda karobo sataki. Robo shandararaki. Reba sata karobo shandararaki. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.